Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. There's been a lot of talk about attraction and love on this podcast. Because first of all, most of my school notes are about this topic, and also I find it kind of fascinating. Because so much of what we experience is universal, but also at the same time it's so individualized. We're attracted to who we're attracted to, and really no one can tell us boo about it. If you've been listening, you've heard several stories from our LGBTQ friends. You met Eric, who knew he was gay in high school and is now married to really the first guy that he dated. You met Darlene, who is happily married to her husband, and came to the understanding in adulthood that she's bisexual. And recently, you met M, who embraces her identity as a queer woman. But what these friends have in common is that they're old. Okay, not old, but they grew up with me in the 90s, with the cultural restraints fully in place. So today we're going to talk to Dom, the USDA inspector that you met in the I'm Not a Pervert episode. He's 23 and has only come to the conclusion that he's gay within the past year. As most of us, he had romantic relationships in high school, and these relationships conflicted with his inner life. But this in itself is totally normal. Listen to this very confusing note I have. It's weird how I really don't feel the same for Mike as he feels about me. I mean, he told me last night if he knew what love was that he would love me. Like, when we got off the phone, he said, I love you. I just don't feel like that. How am I supposed to let him know that he doesn't know what love is? I don't know if I even do. This is so crazy. Yeah, girl, it is crazy. We're hanging with my sister Kylie and Dom. His journey begins back in 2011. Let's go. And lifetime me, don't trust that good to stay. And if it don't, then at least I know that love's the reason we are broken, but hey. In high school, when I was 14, I started dating a girl who was a senior. So I was a little bit of jailbait. She was 17, and then she turned 18. So technically, like, we did have sex when she was 18, and I was was a freshman in high school. So there was a statutory rape situation. Yes, there was. Okay, go on. But yeah, that didn't last. We, like, dated for, like, a little less than a year, and then, like, we didn't do anything. I Did you like it? Yes. Okay. I had, like, no issue with it. Although, pretty much since, like, that time, I've, like, exclusively, like, masturbated to gay porn. Wait, what did you, what, what was it like before that? Or did you not masturbate before that? I mean, I didn't masturbate, well, I mean, a little bit, but it was kind of like that, like, you know, innocent, like, you know, junior high, eighth grader, like, masturbation, where it's like, oh, like, that one scene in The Notebook where Ryan Gosling's ass is, like, <laughs> hanging out, and you're just, like, you put it on pause while your mom's, like, not home yet, and you just, like, <laughs> rub one out real quick. Uh, right. <laughs> or or you find that Cosmo, like, 50 Hottest Men, like, magazine from 2004, 
that should have gotten thrown away a long time ago, but you found it under your <laughs> under the spare bed and you're in the house. <laughs> I mean, and it, you just kept that for years and used it as spank bank material. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. What I am what hearing from you, though, is that perhaps all of your masturbatory material has been gay in nature. Yes, you are okay. correct. <laughs> How did you guys break up? What happened? We just weren't a very good couple. Mm-hmm. So like it just kind of like fizzled out. And it was like, yeah, no, like you're going to college, like do your thing. Like I'm going to go back to sophomore year of high school. <laughs> right. were, were you upset? <laughs> Not really. Because I mean, I kind of like was the one who ended things. Oh, okay. So I was just kind of like, yeah, this isn't working out. You're like way too controlling. Like not like I was doing anything. I mean, I was a sophomore year in high school. I was a I'm a child of a single parent. Like, it wasn't like you could go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I was like the golden child. Graduated above a 4.0. I didn't have any alcohol until like college. So. All right. So what happened after the first girlfriend? So after the first girlfriend, I was single until like senior year of high school. So there's basically this girl and we became really good friends from sophomore year in Spanish. We'd essentially go on dates, but like, you know, we'd pay separately, like we'd go to the movies, like we wouldn't like do anything. So it was like that for like literally two years. And then there was just this one movie and like, we like held hands for like the last 30 minutes of the movie. Mm. It was just like, oh, wow. Like, wow. As I was, like, masturbating to gay porn, like, okay. the rest of, like, those years. Okay. Like, and even, like, throughout my relationship with her. Okay. Um, Did you understand what that meant? I guess I just thought that I was, like, bi. But I was, like, oh, no. Like, maybe, like, I just like men in, like, a sexual way. But, like, I could, like, be with women and, like, uh-huh. in a, like, an emotional, like, in a relationship way. Right, right, right. Um, And then we, like, kind of didn't talk about it for a little bit. And then we, like, made out in, like, the park. And that was when it was kind of like, oh, we should, like, probably just date. Mm-hmm. So this was, like, senior year of high school. We both went to separate colleges. So we, like, long-distanced. I can't talk. Uh-huh. We long-distanced it. Uh-huh. She went to UC Davis. I went to Cal Poly. So it was, like, a five-hour drive. We always spend weekends, like, visiting each other and everything. So how did you feel about her during that time? I guess at the beginning, like, whenever we would have sex, it's not like I'd, like, have to imagine, like, I was a guy or something. Like, it was like, no, like, I could be in the moment and be like, yeah, like, I'm totally into this. Like, mm-hmm. we'd both, like, orgasm. Like, it'd be totally fine. Like. Did you enjoy touching her? Yeah. Where you're like, yay, boobies. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, like, well, I guess that's where it gets into, like, the kinky shit. Because it's, like. I really get off on like making other people happy. Okay. So like maybe that's just my inner like submissive. That's not like that's stop just it. like it's not kinky. I think it's heartfelt. Oh, it's sweet. Yeah, I like that. Oh, you're a giver. A giver. I, I yeah, am a giver. Um. Okay, so so you felt good about being with her. You enjoyed being with her on the yeah. weekends when you guys met up. Yeah. Like, not just sexually, but yeah, just like, being together. Relationship-wise. Like, yeah. it was like, oh, wow. Like, I could, like, see myself being with her. Like, but then as kind of just, like, the years progressed, it was kind of like, 
I feel like I internally like avoided having sex with her. Like I was like, oh, like my roommates are going to hear like it's going to be weird. So like then we started going like weekends like without having sex. Mm -hmm. So like we still have a really good time hanging out together. Like we'd still go like to the beach. We'd still like go hiking and like eat like hella good food and like we'd cuddle and everything. But like we wouldn't like have sex. I was like, oh my God, like my roommates are going to hear or like, oh, I have work. Like I'm going to be tired. I basically just started avoiding it a lot. Mm -hmm. But then like we both graduated. So like I moved back home with my mom. This is like, oh, like, we should, like, look into, like, getting, like, a place together. Yeah, like, how many years had, had you been together at that point? Like, all through over, college? Like, four full years? Over four years, Wow, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. So, had you talked about, like, getting married and having kids and, like, future stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, like, we got an apartment together. Like, we lived together for a little bit. And then, like, literally, like, we're not having sex, like... Have there ever been any conversations, though, about your lack of sexual intimacy? Or your openness to other options? No, not really. Yeah, just doesn't, like, like come up in conversation. No. <laughs> if it's not broke, don't fix it. I guess. Which, like, I didn't feel like anything was broke. I mean, I was still just mm-hmm. jacking off to gay porn. Like, there's this one time where, like, we hadn't had sex in, like, maybe two months or something. We, like, tried, and, like, I was just, like, I'm just going to go to bed. Mm. Like, and I think that was where it was kind of, like, oh, like, I think. There's a problem. There's there's something wrong. Yeah. Like, like we just had, like, a really rough few weeks, and then, like, I don't know. I just did it. I was just, like, I said I was bi, but, like, now that, like, I'm, like, it's been, like, over a year now actually oh that was only a year ago yeah in like january oh shit okay this is kind of new so it is new but like so when like i kind of like broke up with her i was like oh no like i'm bi and then now it's like "Mm, no like you just get me (laughs) really yeah yeah so why do you feel confident about that now i guess before then it was kind of like oh like you know you're sexually attracted like you can have sex with like i mean i again like back then i never had sex with a guy or done anything with a guy Mm -hmm. but it was like oh like you know you can have sex with a woman easily like no problem like i'm not like imagining like it's a guy or anything and then like still like masturbate to gay porn and like be totally fine so i guess that's why i thought i was bi because i was thinking back in like the past okay so what has happened over the past year that like make you feel like hmm Probably not by probably fully gay. Like actually catching feelings for like men and not just like in a sexual way. Like obviously like, you know, the heart feels, the L word mm-hmm. and actually like getting into like close to relationships with some of those guys and also like actually in relationships with like some of them as well. Mm-hmm. So do those heart feels feel different than what you had for women in your younger life? I feel like not really. I guess I feel like relationship and feelings wise, I'm the type of person that does catch feelings like pretty easily. I guess I have a very realist approach to like love and everything. I guess I feel like love is more of like I'm willing to make more sacrifices for this person over that person instead of like, oh my gosh, like we're soulmates. We're meant to be like, no, I feel like that's bullshit. It's a like something out of convenience. You know, you treat me a certain way, I treat you a certain way, and we make it work or we don't. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And if we don't make it work, then it's not meant to be. Did you think that maybe there was something more authentic, though, about like, your relationships with men than a relationship with a woman, though? something There's got to be mm -hmm. something, though, that set apart your feelings for a woman, though, than your feelings with a guy. Yeah. Because otherwise, you would still feel like you could have a, quote-unquote, like, bisexual relationship with men and women. Like, there's got to be something, though, that stands apart from... I am totally gay versus I can have a relationship with men or women. I think it comes down to the authenticity. You're living out who you really are mm -hmm. as a person. Would you agree? I do agree with that. So I was your age in the 90s. Okay. <laughs> I so was like, born. <laughs> long time ago. And for us, it was like, you're straight, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's this tiny percentage that are gay and that's probably wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we've like definitely evolved since then. And now I look at like my kids' generation basically – and at least in the Bay Area, like, their sexuality is, like, totally open, right? Mm -hmm. Like, my kid's pansexual. She's, like, all about that. We don't. I don't care about gender. I don't care about sexuality. I'm just, like, about love, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering, I mean, even just, like, using these terms feels a little bit outdated because I have that, like, pansexual mindset. Like, we're all mm -hmm. just, like, on a journey. Mm -hmm. um, and I've also talked to about this concept of, like, she would say that she's queer but she's like romantically straight mm -hmm. so like sexually she's into whatever but like really wants um like a male partner yeah like that's how, that's how i felt when i was yeah so i'm just wondering younger. like when when you mm -hmm. think of like all those terms and all mm -hmm. the ways that people like add up and love each other mm -hmm. what what feels right to you about like i'm gay i'm probably gonna be with a man we're gonna i don't know if you want a partner maybe i'm like jumping too too far but like what feels right versus other things Definitely, like, being partnered with a man, like, feels right. Yeah. But, like, again, like I was saying, like, before it was kind of like this whole, like, oh, like, I'm romantically straight, but, like, I'm, like, attracted to both sexes. But right. now it's, like, for sure, like, no, like, you want to be with a man. Like, I want to go to sleep next to a man, cuddle with a man, mm -hmm. like, get married to a man, maybe have kids with a man <laughs> you're young I'm not, not there i don't know i'm not there yet still thinking about it it's very on the fence but but yeah like that's just kind of how i feel yeah mm -hmm. and part of it might just come down to that like mm -hmm. what is the picture in your mind of like your future you know so i think we got to the heart of the decision that he made but the journey that got him there meant a four-year relationship came to an end. Since I'm a softie, I had to ask him, is she okay? I mean, we don't talk anymore, but, like, we kind of tried to, like, be friends, like, initially. But it was just kind of like, just cut that shit out. Yeah. After um, that long, you kind of have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, it's not like there was any, like, fear of, like, oh, my God, I'm going to catch feelings for her again. Because, I mean... Obviously, there's no sexual attraction there. So did you have to come out to your mom? Oh, oh, this is a story now. Oh, God. <laughs> oh goodness. Do, do you know what the first thing my mom said to me when I came out to her was? No. You know, that's a sin, right? Oh, mommy. I failed. I feel like I failed you as a mother. 
but she's fine now. Okay. I mean, I just don't really talk to her about, like, my sexuality or anything like that. But, like, that does kind of leave, like, a bad taste in my mouth. Because, like, I did grow up very religious. Like, my mom is very, like, pretty diehard Catholic. Her whole family is, like, pretty Catholic, but they're not, like, the type of, like, oh, like, you're gay, we're going to shun you Catholic. But it's kind of the, like, oh, like, well, well, we're still, like, secretly, like, gonna try to pray the gay away but like we know that's not that's like bullshit and like it's not gonna work but like <laughs> maybe it'll work so like we're, we're still gonna like say a prayer for you but like mm-hmm. we're not gonna like completely we're not gonna like disown you or anything like you're still gonna feel welcome at like if you do bring home a, like a guy to thanksgiving or christmas like it's not gonna be like he's gonna feel like unwelcome or anything okay, like okay all right they're but, doing their best, then. but like, but it's still gonna be like that, like subconscious, like, oh, like he's going to hell, like yeah. it's like, well, I'm gonna be living it up with Satan then when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you feel about your Catholic faith now? Oh, I am atheist as fuck. Oh, really? Yes. So, so when did you? I mean, if you, it sounds like you were raised Catholic. So, like, when did you decide this is not for me? I guess high school or college is what sealed the deal. Not even, like, being gay, but just kind of the whole, like, I don't know. Like, I guess I just felt, like, why do I feel the need to, like, follow all of these rules and live my life a certain way when all that should matter is, like, just being a decent human being to people, mm-hmm. which is what I try to do in, like, my daily life. So I was, like, I don't need all of these extra rules telling me, like, I'm a sinner because I, you know, like men. Or I'm a sinner because, you know, I want to go to the casino and put a couple bucks in like (laughs) you know like that type of shit so Mm -hmm. it's like I don't believe in any higher being I guess I personally I feel like why focus on being happy in the afterlife when what matters is like the impact you make on the world today you know nobody's gonna care about if I went to heaven or not when I'm dead they're gonna worry about oh like you know, if I did some, you know, crazy cool ass research and like did some cool shit and like help solve climate change, like, or if I, you know, did something else that was really cool, like that's what's going to matter is like my impact on the world today and how that can impact future generations and everything into making the world a better place instead of, oh, like, is he happy when he's dead? No, like that's bullshit. Dom and Kylie are both now in the dating game. Kylie's looking for a nice guy that wants to be in a long-term partnership. That is not what she's getting online. Here's her latest adventure with someone who tried to impersonate an unlikely character. We met on Bumble Okay. a while back, a couple years ago. Did you like meet up face-to-face? We did meet up face-to-face. And then it fizzled out. And then it fizzled out, and then... I would say maybe like a year down the road, we tried again. And, you know, I think for a while he just thought like, oh, this is just something fun to do. You know, when you're not seeing anyone, let's just have fun. He reached out. So he reached out, asked me to send him a picture, a current photo. So I did. I sent him. Okay, So let's have one clarification. So when you were talking before, you were a larger woman. Is Mm -hmm. that true? Slightly. Okay. So he saw me prior to plastic surgery and probably 
while I was in the midst of losing weight after having weight loss surgery. Okay. So within the last like three years. Okay. All right. Um, he knew that I was in the process of, of having plastic surgery and was like super proud of me. I even like went back through like old text messages and, you know, he was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. You look great. Has always praised me, has always told me how beautiful I am and asked me to send him a current photo, which I did. And he was just like, oh, you're beautiful. You know, why are you still single? Well, lucky me. I'm so happy you're still single. Let's look at this photo. She looks freaking gorgeous. Let me say. Oh, damn. Uh-huh. I know, right? You look like a freaking model. There you go. Holy cow. So I send him this photo and then he, <laughs> he sends me one back. And my initial thought is, oh, fuck. I don't like dealing with police officers for a few reasons. You know, my sister used to work for the police, you know, and I just... Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm one of many people who have somewhat of a sparkling background. And I just, I just, just one of those things I just don't like to deal with. Mm-hmm. Police officers are just not one of my things. Not it's a good, just, it just was not a good thing. Not a so good I just, I just don't have a good track record with police officers in general. I know all the statistics about police officers. So it's just one of those occupations I just try and stray away from. So anyway, he sends me this photo of himself and I'm looking at it and I'm just like, you know, there's just something a little off about this picture. <laughs> I want to see it. And a he off. tells me, it, it, it says that he works for Clovis PD. So, and it's from Instagram. So I go on Instagram to do a little digging and I'm thinking, well, if it was legit from Clovis PD, it will still be there. Why would Clovis PD post an Instagram worthy picture just to take it down at a later date and time. Uh-huh. So I go and look for the picture. It's not there. <laughs> well, I go and look at the picture again, and I'm like, oh, well, his name is on his badge. C. Fleming. <gasps> and I'm like, hmm. So I go back and look through the pictures looking for C. Fleming. Well, C. Fleming stands for Kurt Fleming, who is the captain of Clovis PD, the or the, the sorry, chief. the chief the of chief. police, chief of police, chief of police for Clovis PD, <laughs> the current chief of police, and then I snap a picture, a screenshot of the picture. I put them side by side, and I before I even post that picture or send that picture back to him, I tell him blatantly, like, "This is not you," and he sends back another lie and says, "Oh, but it is me." I. I currently work for Clovis PD. I didn't tell you. Like, I took some time away. I'm I'm not in the fitness industry. Like, decided to, like, become a police officer. And I, I, I'm just like, this isn't you. And he texts me back, and he's like, it is me. And I'm like, no, it's not. And so I put the picture side by side, and I send it back to him. And I'm like, dude, unless you are... <laughs> Kurt Fleming, the current chief of police of Clovis PD. This is not you. Your name is Rico and you are Hispanic. This guy is like straight up white. Like there's no way. The picture is so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. There's like such a hard shadow around his face. And I even tell him, I'm like, Okay, so even if you are a police officer, 
And you're like not willing to tell me like what you you know if you're this is your real name or whatever for whatever reason. Oh my god. Okay, hold on, hold on. So he photoshopped his face. He photoshopped onto his this face picture. Onto this but picture. Left the name badge <laughs> left on the, name the badge uniform. The same. Yes. So this dude is like couldn't even not... crop out the Instagram part. <laughs> couldn't even crop out the Instagram part. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> left way too much evidence behind. He's yeah. Not even operating with all the brain cells needed. No. To properly Photoshop the photo. Yeah. And it fully he looks clearly like does his... not remember that I am a photographer. His face is his Mexican face. <laughs> his face. <laughs> Pasted onto a white man. <laughs> yeah, it's just so bad on oh so many God. levels. So bad. I love that you put the pictures side by side mm-hmm. and then circled the name badge uh-huh. on both pictures. Yes, I circled like all the flaws. You circled that it's boss's day for Chief Kurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you put arrows onto it. Yes. Like... Pointing out, like, all the things he left in the photo that would, like, point me towards, like, his complete fallacy. Like, you're an idiot. These are the things that you should have, at the very least, cropped out of the picture to make it seem even just, like, 5% more real. Right. Which is not giving him a whole lot. He He did not even try. But then after, like, I sent that back to him and tell him, like, you're impersonating a police officer, tells me that I am, my attitude sucks. Then all of a sudden. Hold on, hold on. I need you to just read his responses. Oh, gosh. He tells me WTF with a laughing, crying emoji. He tells me you're funny. Can't take a joke or what? You don't work for the police. Why you tripping? I'm not impersonating one at all. Either you woke up on the wrong side of the bed or your attitude just sucks. Um, if, anything. if anything, you're impersonating, pretending to be someone who works out but really don't. My bad for e- even hitting you up. And then just like ridicules me, makes me feel bad, tries to make me feel bad, look bad. Like, after why? calling her beautiful. After like, calling me beautiful and like all these wonderful things. And like, why are you still single? Lucky me. I can't wait to see you. Why is it when men feel rejected that all of a sudden that gives them like permission, like open season to just completely belittle us and make us feel lousy and like want to kill ourselves right and how the scary part is like how quickly that switch is flipped right it's like you're beautiful i want to be with you i want to go down on you blah blah blah. and then you call him out on a lie and then he's like you look like a 13 year old and you're you know you don't work out and blah blah and like whatever let's let's get some some verbatim speech on this i would like to get some verbatim on that switch oh you look like a 13 year old boy with your hair and your body then Kylie responded, and your dick is small. <laughs> oh, man. He told me that I was fat and sloppy. And I was just like, really? Like, currently? No, I apparently back then I was fat and sloppy. And mm-hmm. I was just easy, an easy target. Sorry, I'm, I guess I'm not an easy target anymore. And I wasn't willing to play his game. And so then he felt the need to just thrash the hell out of me. And make me feel horrible. But he didn't. 
I mean, I'm the one that's laughing. Exactly. Like, we're all. You're, we're the <laughs> one having a bomb ass <laughs> funny <laughs> podcast. Love is a complicated business. Be kind to each other out there. And don't put up with anybody that tries to tell you you're anything less than amazing. At least I know that love's the reason we are broken. But hey, man, I'm feeling pretty good today. This song is Life Taught Me by Caleb Lamone. Fuck fear and fuck shame. Because to me, those are the two greatest inhibitors to humanity's progression as a whole, but also on an individual level. Because they dictate so much of what we think about the world around us, and ourselves, and the people around us, and how we respond to those people. And it brings nothing good into the world, it just fucking deteriorates and brings death to every situation. And it starts with us, it starts with how we look at ourselves. And so I'm just telling you, like, do not feel shame over any portion of your story. Not a fucking chapter, not a page, not a word, like, own that shit. That's your fucking life and you are brilliant. May peace be with you wherever you go. May love surround you and lighten your load. May clarity find you at every crossroad. May your journey be mindful and you're mindful of hope. Peace and love.